You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and this is the week of June 17, 2018. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Obviously presented by Dixerto.com. And, uh, of course, we have the one, the only, the man returning from E3, looking all fresh, a lot mm-hmm. of new gear, new hats, a lot of new, new gear, new things. What's up, Monster? How you doing, buddy? Uh, doing good. Uh, first off, want to say shout out to the airlines that didn't back me up in traffic. Like, everything <laughs> yeah, was good. Yeah, yeah. Out there on time, came back on time, and that's really all I can hope for. E3 was awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, so... You did the Fnatic tryouts. How did that go? Tell us, you got to tell us a little about it. Like, oh man, Fnatic tryouts. It, it was a lot of fun. So thank you to one Fnatic and DX Racer, uh, bringing obviously this whole event together. The DX Racer booth was pretty sweet. They unveiled some new chairs, uh, cross collaboration with, you know, PlayStation, all that kind of stuff. You guys can feel free to search that stuff up. But as for the open trials itself, it was really awesome to see one people travel to e3 literally to obviously try and impress people right. from the fanatic you know team the roster all that kind of good stuff and also like my job there was just to talk fortnite so i had a lot of fun time um you know just kind of cross you know watching all the people on the big screens dudes playing on land all that kind of good stuff um we hosted our own little mini <clears throat> like tourney yeah. you know elimination tourney i decided to have some fun with the people in the crowd like yeah you know what we're going to squad you guys up and whoever, you know, keeps the highest elimination stays on the stage. How about that? And, you know, everyone's kind of enjoying it. So that's cool, man. So you got, you, you guys get, you get over there getting everybody hyped at E3. Look at you. Everywhere Absolutely. you go. That's awesome, <laughs> man. I, I, I can't wait to talk a little bit more about E3 and your experience there. Yep. Uh, guys, obviously uh, feel free to join the discord community group. If you joined us last night for uh, the play session together on, uh, on Saturday nights, uh, had a lot of fun. Got caught up on all my challenges finally. So, you know, got that Blockbuster skin finally. Got caught up. I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, is uh, Yeah, it's is a lot of work going on for sure right now, especially if you're dropping uh, risky reels. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty sweaty. Uh, and then we got, obviously, guys, make sure you are subscribed to the uh, Deserto Fortnite and Monster D-Faces YouTube channel with everything that's going on. And then uh, I will be putting the reviews so you – we didn't hear them yet, but I will be putting them at the beginning of the show. So hopefully you guys enjoyed those. If you have a review you want to put up, please go ahead and shoot that over on the iTunes reviews uh, or put it on Podbean and uh, we'll get those read off uh, the next time we do it. Uh, and of course, shout out to Dash Radio. If you guys want to catch us on Dash Radio uh, noon on Wednesdays, uh, you guys can listen there. And then it's played five times within the week. Uh, all the schedule is in the show notes. But all that aside, a lot of going on, but we got a special guest for you guys this week. Uh, we have a man from a team that I have literally been watching since the beginning. Obviously, very, very pumped to see uh, 100 Thieves, first off, just come to fruition. Then they, they dropped their League of Legends team, uh, and they've been adding to the esports scene as they've been coming along. And now they have announced their Fortnite team uh, recently, a couple weeks ago, actually, I believe. And we have 100T Kenneth with us here today. So uh, why don't everybody go ahead and welcome, Ed. man, thank you so much for being here. Obviously, he is a streamer, now a YouTuber as well, and uh, also a professional Fortnite player, as I mentioned, for 100 Thieves, the one, the only, Mr. Hunter T. Kenneth. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hi, uh, I'm Kenneth. <laughs> so, so glad to have you here, man. Obviously, glad to have you uh, come join us and hang out with us a little bit here at the podcast. 
so uh, just wanted to, to start off here and say, like, did you ever think you were going to be on a professional Fortnite team? No, nada. That would that was probably the last thing that would have ever crossed my mind when I started <laughs> playing Fortnite. Right. I, yeah, I came from Fortnite through PUBG, right? PUBG, okay. I used to play that pretty hardcore. I think I got like two, top 200 peak at it at one point, but the bugs and everything were killing me. So when Fortnite came out, I swapped over, but it was just like a fun chill game for me. Right. I didn't, I, I didn't think much about it. And then a couple months later, you know. Hey, you are sweating Man. it up. Sweating <laughs> yeah. it up. So how long, how long have you been streaming? And tell us a little bit about that journey. Like when did you, I mean, cause for everybody out there, you're, are you, you're 19, 18? Uh, 18 in a month. 18 in a month. I mean, dude, you were hitting this hardcore early, which I'm so jealous. I wish I would have been doing this at 18. Uh, but of course, the times have changed. We had Nintendo, you know, and, and coming to PlayStation 2 when I was 18, basically. <laughs> uh, so uh, obviously, glad to, uh, glad to see you pushing that journey. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, how'd you get into streaming? And how'd you get to where you are now, where you're streaming for, you know, hundreds of people at a time? So when I first started Fortnite, uh, I used to try to find people to play with on the Fortnite official Discord. And uh, after a couple of days of playing in there, this one guy hit me up uh, with something called, with, with a competitive Discord or a competitive LFG Discord. He's like, hey, you're, you know, you're pretty good. You want to come in here maybe? And then uh, that, I just stuck with that Discord for, for a while. I found some other good players to play with. Uh, for example, Risker and Parallax, my teammates I met through there. And that Discord grew quite a bit, and eventually I got invited to the Pro Scrims Discord when it was opened. Right. And before that, I started streaming because a bunch of friends from the uh, the competitive Discord wanted me to, and they're like, "Yo, you're you're pretty good. You should probably start streaming." And that's how it started. Like around four and a half months ago, maybe I started right. streaming at first. It was really scuffed at first. Obviously, <laughs> I did like I think. 2k bitrate and i'm like this isn't this isn't good so i told my dad yo let's let's get fiber internet <laughs> upgrade yeah, yeah yeah that's good <laughs> well, that's good that you could actually get fiber a lot of people want fiber. Off, so i'm jealous i'm jealous yeah like monster over here uh yeah, trying hard to get it <laughs> uh, so so you had never played any other games at this level before fortnite is that correct correct that's so that, that's that's pretty amazing in, in its first suit. I mean, that's really awesome to see you pushing and going towards Fortnite. What like whenever you got announced as joining 100 team, as you mentioned, your, your two other buddies there that you guys were only a team of three. Right. And so obviously most teams have been announcing in teams of four. And so everybody's been in the hang like who's number three. And of course, you know, uh, you know, there, there's some there's some speculation to to who out there. Nick Merck's obviously being part of a hundred thieves. People have been speculating a little bit about, hey, maybe he's the fourth player to the squad. Uh, what what is that? What kind of insight can you give us on where the fourth person was, or maybe why only three were announced at this time? Our thought process with this was since there's no official scene announced or any what do you, rule sets or right. anything to go off of at the minute other than just knowing that there'll be a World Cup. Uh, we Our fourth wasn't an urgency. We, like, a couple of weeks prior to joining uh, 100T, we did have a fourth, and then since then, like the, the, we separated from the fourth because of stuff we couldn't agree on. Right. And then uh, on, for the couple of weeks up to until joining 100T, we were scouting and looking around, but 
we, we thought, you know, this, there's no actual rush in this. We can take our time. We can announce as a three and then look for a fourth later on when the scene actually develops. So right. we're, you know, we're taking our time slowly. We're weighing options. We're looking at people. And yeah. Right. What are what are some of the perks of being on a on a team? And and you can talk to this as well. Uh, I know because you're going through kind of the process. Monster is joining different teams and looking at different stuff. What are some of the perks of being on a team? Is it just they send you gear, right? And you get you get mm-hmm. a mouse and you get a keyboard and you know you put this name tag up or like what is what is it to you? Also, you know maybe there's some other meaning to you personally as what it's like to be part of a pro. To me personally, my favorite part is probably getting to represent a brand that I really like. I I love the Hundred T band brand, and it just their heist videos and everything. They just blow my mind away. The production right. quality is insane. Right. Also, a really nice perk is getting to interact with all those hardcore Hundred T fans. It's right. it's a uh, it's really nice. They're you know that think that's my favorite perk. But of course, you have the bonuses like sponsors, Razor Gear, etc. Yeah. And yeah. You get like, to have a, you know, yeah. you're getting all your, all your new gear soon too. I mean, I heard, I heard, I was watching your stream the other day. You're saying some of the new stuff's coming in for you. Yeah. So. Uh, it's been shipped. I'm pretty sure. That, that'll be fun. What about monster? What do you think? I mean, I, what are some mm-hmm. of the things that you've gone through this process of talking to different teams and different things that, that, yeah. You so like interesting for me, like I never thought stepping on a scene as a broadcaster, like organizations were the last thing on my mind. Like it's right. only because of the growth of Fortnite and the popularity that, you know, came with switching over to Fortnite that like orgs were suddenly available. It's my first time ever really touching down on a competitive game and then you know, kind of being able to keep up with the current meta and whatnot. So right. for me at the moment, a lot of it just seems like legitimacy. Like, you know, the community, they see you on a squad or, you know, right. invested or involved with a team. It's like, Oh, you get that sign of approval. Like that guy made it right. He's on an org. And because of that comes a lot of um, respect in the community, which is really hard to, get on your own, right? You never want to, you know, use other people to try and gain your own popularity. You, you really have to work hard on your own stuff. So when you can catch the attention of an organization on your own, you are absolutely doing something right. And, yeah. you know, with that, I, um, I think, I think it's been, one, of the, one of the cool things that I've seen is that happens with orgs in general is, especially you guys, you guys know, like you're part of this discord, right? And not everybody in that discord is super well known, but as you join an org, like, some of the best players that maybe not be the biggest personalities, right. That might be the bigger right. streamers all of a sudden you start getting noticed and become known for their craft, which is being really good at Fortnite, right. In this aspect. Yeah. And I think that's, what's really enter- entertaining to watch from the outside as a fan of Fortnite and any other game uh, is to step in and go like, Hey, wow. I wouldn't even know this guy if he wasn't on hundred thieves. Right. I wouldn't even been able to, to see his ability of the high, high, his high level play unless he was. So that's really interesting for me to, to be able to watch it and see what's going on. You spoke, you spoke a little bit about Kenneth about, um, you know, you didn't know whenever you guys had announced the first three, what the structure was going to look like. Right. As far sure. as, as far as, uh, you know, what, what Epic was going to do. We did get the announcement of a hundred uh, of the hundred million uh, that was going to be invested in it. So I got a little soundbite here from KL Smith that came out this last week. Uh, from Epic directly. We're going to take a listen to this real quick. And then we're going to talk a little bit about, about the structure and maybe some of the questions we all have surrounding how this is going to go. Because I know, Kenneth, I've been watching your stream and you've, you, you've said a couple things that may concern you a little bit about how the structure is laid out a little bit. So I wanted to bring those up. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to KL Smith here. What's up, Fortnite fans? My name is KL Smith and we have some big competitive news. 
You may have seen our previous blog announcing $100 million to fund Fortnite prize pools. Now, in less than a year, we've grown to 125 million players. And to celebrate the community and competitive play, we're pumped to announce the 2019 Fortnite World Cup. We'll be supporting community-run events, online events, and major competitions all over the world. Anyone can participate and anyone can win. You will have a chance to grab a Fortnite World Cup spot by competing in official qualifiers around the globe. The $100 million prize money will be split between many events at all different levels of competition. Fortnite World Cup will focus on solos and duos, but there will be plenty of opportunities for you to squad up in competition too. This is for you, the players. Qualifying for the Fortnite World Cup will be based on merit, and Epic will not be selling teams or franchises, and we won't allow third-party leagues to do so either. Stay tuned, because rules, player code of conduct, and specifics about platforms and the initial schedule for Fall 2018 are on the way. We can't wait to see the Fortnite competition heat up. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Well, Kale Smith, thanks for dropping by the show. Appreciate you coming on. And <laughs> no, but uh, so obviously a lot in there, right? There's a lot in that uh, announcement that they made, and it is they are structuring it way different than a lot of teams or a lot of games are structured as far as the esports scene goes. Um, obviously, they're calling it the World Cup. Uh, I think the first thing to note here is 125 million list or players worldwide. Like that's incredible. Like, a lot of players. Mind-boggling. That's, that's a lot of people, right? Um, and obviously, we don't get these numbers because Epic is privately held, so we don't we don't get numbers all the time unless they release them directly to us. So last time I think we heard it, Monster, what, it was like 40 million, right? 40 yeah, million. yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot lower, so it's kind of yeah. crazy to be so, double, if not triple. Well, I, and this number was before what we're going to talk about later on, but before the Switch version even came out. So sure. you know, they had 2 million people download that the first day. Uh, but you have obviously this is going to start happening in 2019. So you guys got the rest of the year for this to start, I guess, finish getting structured for you guys to learn about it, both as, as, as pro players uh, and, and, and being under different franchises. And then, you know, so you have you have this to work for. Then you have the variety of events he mentions and then obviously not selling to teams or, or franchises. Um, which is a, a huge, a huge piece to this for people that aren't familiar with esports and how they work typically. Um, but I want to step back real quick. And Kenneth, I was watching you uh, play. I think it was man. I want to say it was like two days ago. It might have been on Friday uh, or Thursday. One of the actually it was Thursday of last week. You got on. Uh, you were talking a little bit about how how you were excited for uh, the World Cup, but you also had some concerns and like how. RNG could play into it, how you could randomly get shot by, you know, somebody, you know, camping in a bush for a few hours. Like talk a little bit about that opinion. And, and, and if you can elaborate a little bit about how your, your view of, okay, it's a good scene, but there might be some hiccups in it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The, so they mentioned that it's going to be a qualifier. Uh, everyone's going to be able to compete for a spot in the world cup. Uh, right. And which is a good thing, right? It allows for true skill to shine. And I, I think that's good. And I'm also excited that Epic's actually, you know, making progress towards the, uh, the competitive scene. Right. The one concern I have about this, though, since this is obviously a battle royale, and this is, there's some stuff that could affect you and maybe throw away your chance at qualifying, like... Uh, a more deserving player could easily get cucked by RNG or maybe, you know, have be, you know, be sabotaged by 
maybe a bush camper who's probably ne- maybe never won a game in his life, and just right, right then and there, uh, his his chance at qualifying for Worlds might that might be gone. So that's my that's my main concern, my main and only concern about RNG affecting how you can qualify. But other than that, it's pretty good. And of course, we don't know specifics or anything on how qualifying will work. So this is just like a preemptive concern. It's very like possible that Epic will probably change some stuff up to prevent that sort of stuff. And I'm hoping they do. And other than that, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, Monster, what, how do you feel about it? Like as far as the structure that you basically have to compete, qualify. It's not. And for everybody yeah. out there, you know, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned they're not selling franchises. That basically means they're not selling slots to, right. to, to pay money to be a part of this tournament or the season, whatever you call it, it is merely going to be built on do you qualify as a player? So you don't necessarily – it sounds like you're not even going to have to be part of an org or a franchise to even no, – I don't, I don't think <clears> – you're not, you're not going to have to be a part of an org at all, um, which, which is a little bit – counterintuitive right because if someone goes and they qualify you best believe that guy's gonna have org offers so yeah, it's yeah. still gonna be you know org related in some way shape or form but uh, I, i'm just afraid of the stressors that come with having to um you know really it's, it's kind of like man how many times do you have to prove your worth to you know step up into this bracket into this place so hopefully you know from the bottom all the way to the top people are really you know at least taken care of compensated um you know maybe a big part of this hundred million prize pool is helping I don't know, teams to get to these events because realistically, how many events can you travel to to maybe come up a little bit short at this one? And, you know, how many events do you have to uh, win or place really high in to then say, hey, listen, I qualify, right? Because they say, hey, you have to compete at three different events. Those are, that's a lot of money for the, you know, average non org player to really even make it to there to get into qualification bracket or point. So, I definitely still kind of feel like, uh, again, this is, it's very early to kind of figure out. We don't know how many qualifications you're going to need, or maybe if you win that one local tournament, um, right. you know, that's more than enough for you to then make it to the final you know, stages or something like that. We will see, but I mean, it's kind of awesome that, you know, spots can be so you have to be, you know, earn yeah. it through mirror, like, because that gives the, that leaderboard grinder that opportunity. Like, Hey, listen, I'm just as good as this guy, just because I'm not on, you know, X, Y, Z org doesn't mean you can't be somebody right. or get there. So I like it. I like the idea of that. It's just, I just hope it's really fair for, um, for that person. Right. Cause if they want to highlight that, you got to make it reasonable. So those people can actually get to that point. No, I definitely agree. I think that is, uh, I, I think that's what's really encouraging about it is like anybody, we're going to hopefully see the best talent, right? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, uh, and, and I completely agree with you, Kenneth, like hopefully the person that's sitting in the bush isn't the guy that gets, you know, gets there, um, you know, uh, whatever, however structure they have it, hopefully his luck doesn't follow him on 10 games. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, whatever. We're, we're just having another discussion on stream as well about, um, Ninja Chicago was just announced and the prize pool being about 2000 bucks, people want to travel to compete there, but you're not like even getting your own compensation worth. Right. So this whole like two hundred million dollar prize pool, this could be 2k worth that. Well, what is really that? Right. Like do people want right. to go to only win 2k, right? Like that doesn't even travel the, the time it gets there, the time you take away from work and all right. that kind of stuff. So it's, I don't know, man, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm just hoping if it's going to be like that, there's going to be so many just land tourneys everywhere. Like this, you know, neighborhood, that neighborhood, that event, you know, this right. convention, just hit it up. Then let's let it just take over. And you got, you, people can 
go and do the ones that are close by them and really get that feel of, oh man, so I'm going to, you know, Tampa, Kissimmee, Orlando, right. like, you know, travel your state then competing. That would be pretty freaking sick, right? Yeah. Maybe, who knows? There you go. Hey, maybe the ones in Florida will be monster events, right? Monster yeah, yeah, Tampa, I'm, Monster Orlando. Road host. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I think it's really cool. And, and we are in the urgency stages, like I said. I mean, this thing looks like it's not going to kick off till 2019. And we don't know if that's going to be like January 2019, if that's going to be, you know, summer 2019 yeah. we're not exactly there, sure. there's a lot of time though there's a lot of time and I, and I think it's good that we talk freely about these things because you know fortnite is listening we're going to take yep. all these bits all the you know feedback and they're really going to formulate what they believe is the best balance and yep. the best you know product at the end of the day so everything so counts Kenneth, what's this look like for you guys obviously they the big announcement as well built in here was you know solos and duos there will be times they say for you to squad up with your team which I'm not sure what that means if they're focusing on solos and duos, but there'll be times to squat up. I'm, I'm confused by that. But with that being said, obviously you guys didn't come in here with a team of four when you announced it. So who's the, who's the one man being left out right now, Kenneth? Who's, who's the duo squad? And who's the man you guys are like, you know what? We'll play by ourselves. Find you apart. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone's being left out because uh, obviously by the time the scene actual starts, we'll hopefully have a fourth by then. And right. then uh, if Epic allows, we'll, of course, have both duos competing. And then, of course, both, all four players will individually compete as solos. Yeah, right. And that's not too big of an issue. The only bummer part about it is the World Cup will be solos and duos focused. And we, as you know, in the scrim discord, have been scrimming squads this whole time. So maybe a, a small heads up would have been helpful, but it's not too big of a worry because Epic hinted that there's still being squads uh, events, etc. Right. You know, that's not a problem. Now we just, uh, the Scrim Discord has started doing more duos and solos now. I'm just changing it up according to how it's going to be. Uh, what they mean by the, you know, squad events here and there, um, they'll obviously split some of the 100 million to squads. Players obviously want to watch squads, even if not as much as uh, duos or sol solos. And they'll right. also be third party or organizations like maybe DreamHacker, ESL hosting squad events for sure just like yeah absolutely duos and solos and i think that's what they're referring to right so so i gotta ask you if you gotta pick though if you're going to the duo you know you gotta you gotta put one of them on the ropes here parallax or risker which one you take it with you i would take both of them but oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the way it'll probably work like out it. is uh like you it. can't really decide right now i, I love both right. the guys i've been with them for a while yeah uh, the way of our workout is after we found our fourth, we want a fourth that will be compatible with all of us. And we'll right. probably, you know, do some testing and trying around to see which duo fits with yeah, which absolutely. duo pair the best. Other than that, I think, you know, I can't really choose one over the other, to be honest. No, I, I'm just, I'm, I got, you know, I got, I got to ask you the hard questions. You know, I got to, I got to put you there to see, see if you give me an answer. So uh, what about you, Monster? How do you feel about it? I mean, obviously you practice in the squad all the time as well. You guys, have you had some of the conversations like, hey, uh, I'm going to be uh, exotic, chaotic, and me are going to be <laughs> duos now? No, like, yeah, you know, I'm good friends again with everyone that I play with. Um, you guys all know when I sit out in this endeavor, it was never to pursue the pro scene. I just play in it because I think it's fun. It's competitive. Right. Um, my personal interests are, you know, a little different. I think hopefully soon we can make some announcements. So I have some big stuff that I'm working on. Cool. But all definitely in the realm of being a part of the Fortnite scene. And yeah, I think, I think the future is uh, very bright and 
It's just yeah. we need more, you know, information. It's, it's kind of hard to really just determine ex- where things are going to be. Um, I think I think it's fun that they're just continually dropping these little nuggets, mm-hmm. even though they're not ready to tell everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think they what they're doing. Right. They're, they don't have anything figured out. They just know like, hey, this is what we do want. You know, you know what you're not going to do? You're not going to buy your way in. Right. Like that, right? And then everyone's like, oh, all right. So now we got to work our way towards it. So I think they're just, you know, let's give them this. Let's see how it how that goes. And then let's change it. So I'm cool with that too. They kind of do that with their patches. If you remember way back to the shooting model, they didn't just say, hey, this is it. There was like, oh, let's, let's change this. Let's give it some. Right. And then it was like, oh, right. they hate that. All right. Try this one, right? And because of that, we found a place where people kind of like the changes except for the shotgun stuff but you know other than like those just random changes like you know they have slowly changed things and let the community kind of decide most of the stuff so of course it's going to be things that we probably love and then there's probably going to be things that you know people are really not going to agree upon Um, right i think so far though for the most part um yeah everything's in the air man solo duos let's let's bring it i'm a better solo player anyway so (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of things in the air yeah, we had we had a lot of things coming out from the community this week. So let's jump over to our community news. All right, so this past week we had the Pro Am results. It finally came. This event they pumped up. All these fifty pros were there. These fifty celebrities they got together, and Ninja wins again. Right, like he, he came out. I it props to him because uh, I did hear a crazy statistic that he pointed out in PUBG and H1Z1 and in Fortnite, the first events held by the developers, he has won all three of them. So, Legend. I mean, I'm just Legend. saying it's, <laughs> it is, it is pretty awesome for him as far as, uh, you know, his name goes on it. But I think overall, besides seeing Ninja and Marshmallow win, uh, it was is it was a really fun event to watch from the spectator side of it. Uh, I was actually uh, chilling at a bar in that's owned by Gearbox Studios here in Frisco, Texas, and uh, called Nerdvana, and they had it up on the TVs, and it was really cool to, to nice. sit there and watch. Everybody was at this bar and having a good time and watching it. It was it was a lot of fun for not only for Fortnite, but I think like for Twitch, right? And as a as a scene in gaming in general, to be like wow, this, this is a really cool mark in the line to go, hey, here's celebrities coming together with gamers and, you know, this, this different mix of world. Um, as far as, like, how it went and how you guys feel about, like, this, you know, what the event occurred, there was obviously a party that came afterwards. There was all these things that you were involved in as well, Monster, when you were there at E3, but I was there. How did you feel? I know you said you had some internet issues going down, so you didn't get to watch the whole event. But like from the highlights and things that you've seen, uh, is this something that like you want to see continue as far as uh, from the Fortnite scene and from? No, the yeah, I think I think the approach that they took with this event. I know a lot of people were like really felt deserving. Like, hey, man, come on, I'm a pro, dude. Like, l- let's be honest. I really should be here give us the opportunity um you know this this was a lot of a uh, popularity fest but it, it was still really awesome to watch right you have all of these people with like mega fan bases going head to head like let's right. be honest it was really really fun to watch and another thing to like kind of top that off for ninja you said that he won pretty much the first one in three different game directories all obviously br related i think it right. just goes back to the experience that he has where a lot of these guys this is their first competitive game you got to think about the nerves that comes in with this 
Ninja has a resume of experience under pressure. And this oh, makes yeah. a big difference. Especially in Halo can, days. Yeah. Right. To him, he's just stepping on. He's playing that Fortnite. Yes, there's a little bit of nerves to perform, but you got to understand that this guy is going to perform under pressure because he's been there. And that's, that's a huge, huge confidence boost that a lot of people probably lack in these settings. And uh, because of that, he's able to uh, you know, keep his mind clear, make the right decisions, I'm sure. Kenneth, how would you feel if you were in this instance? Like, is, is, like if you were, would you be nervous? Would you be, you, you, got, you got some nerves? Mm-hmm. Obviously, talking about going into your first event, like, right, your land <laughs> event. How would you yeah. feel? Uh, I have, there's no doubt in my mind that I'd probably be shaking or, you know, mm-hmm. I'd have extra pressure on me. I'd be too nervous to probably, you know, properly play. That's how it was when I first got into scrims. Right. Although it's just scrims in the beginning, I was just like, I was overthinking and I was, I was worrying. I'm like, yo, I'm going up against X and X players, for example, TSM, you know, yeah. it was a lot of, you know, nervousness involved, yeah. but you know, a couple months later, I don't really feel anything when playing scrims as we got normal. Uh, I'm hoping, you know, uh, by the time the lands come around, although I'll still be nervous, I can work on it a bit by maybe playing this Friday Fortnite events. These last mm. two weeks that I played with Nade, I was just nervous out of my mind. You know, I couldn't yeah. play properly. It was just, uh, it was horrible, to be honest. Um, but think, I'm, I'm hoping I, think, I can get that fixed by the time the first lands come around. You know, I, I yeah, think yeah. that's a good thing that we don't ever talk about, right? Is like introducing yourself into this scene is not like as easy as like, hey, I'm just going to play Fortnite, right? There's yeah, like, and, and the reason I I know from experience is because like it just takes me back to my first time hosting an event. Like at home, man, I get, I'm talking, I'm good. When I was right. there, and I was like, whoa, dude, I'm on a stage. Like people are looking at my like live reaction, my, my body language, right? So all this stuff matters. Yeah. Now I'm at the point where like I'm very comfortable. I know how to you know do it, and I don't get the right. butterflies anymore um you know i'm good in my own skin but i i know this is so relatable to the comp scene and <clears throat> when i see these people compete i'm just thinking back on mine like yeah these guys are all just getting their feet what is their first events and then you look at ninja you just know his resume is so strong that he's i, I could just tell the confidence in the play style is just there he's good he probably doesn't have the shakes like other people would just really feel that it's, there's right. so much adrenaline that goes through you in these things yeah, no, and, and I agree. I think just like Kenneth said, he's playing scrims, and now he's feels right, comfortable right. playing yeah, scrims. He, he's got that. He's got that master. So the it's same thing's going to come with with events. Yeah. He's just going to eventually, you know, you're just going to break that mold and just feel like, man, I'm I'm talented. I'm going to be here, and I'm you're going to slay. And you're going to feel the difference. You're going to feel like night and day, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully, hopefully, Kenneth, you keep playing on these on these for, for, uh, Fortnite Friday events and keep yeah, good uh, luck. Experience. <laughs> I think I think it. I think like you said, man. I I would be. I would be super nervous. Number one, let's, let's be honest. You're playing with Nade, man. Like the dude's a legend. He's big in his own, right? right, right. <laughs> the dude's a legend. I mean, we talk about Ninja a lot and, and yeah, as far as like stream count goes, but dude, Nade's been around a long time too. This brother is, is a yep. legend. I mean, when, you know, when I was, you know, 10 years ago when I was watching people, I started watching Nade, you know, and right. one of the guys I looked up to. So you can be nervous a little bit. Don't You know, it's all right. Yeah. I, I would be nervous for sure. But uh, I, I think you guys can, can keep killing it, keep getting better. Is there anything that you would say, Kenneth, that, like, you told yourself learning in the print, like, the, the scrims, like, how yeah. to handle it a little bit, that you've learned you would give advice to other people that are maybe trying to get in and, and, and play with people like that? Well, I think the easier part about scrims and getting used to those was that I told myself, in the end, it didn't matter. It's just a practice. There's nothing on the line. I died today. I learned from it. I come back tomorrow. I don't know how much how, how i'll deal with you know stuff with cash cash prizes on the uh, on the spot but i think 
it's just time really participating yeah. over and over again i've you know, I'll, I'll absolutely get used to them yeah no I, I i think i, I think it, the tough part about uh attorneys is like there's just, just not enough you know what i mean like you get the one opportunity it's like dang man i gotta wait till next so you know that's weeks away or whatever but, so but that's a good thing you say because if they have this hundred thousand dollar pool right and they're talking about all these events and like you said like ninja chicago like the more right, events right. the better the be- that, that's what i hope so people can really like like just yeah. it's like going on tour or a concert right you just hit city city but you do that for you know the gaming scene and you you hit your area so hopefully they brought in their you know horizons to that point to where you know locally people can <clears throat> find a comfortable groove to really get their competition on and um yeah that that'll let people really shine and the consistency can start to show well consistency that's a thing that's been in talks as well uh, as far as the game itself goes, you mentioned shotguns. Let's go ahead and bring it up. We got two things that were added, uh, big changes to the game. You had the thermal scope come in, right? Which is, I, I think, I, I think it's OP as crap. But <laughs> that's just me. Uh, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm ready to hear what you guys have to say about it. And then also the shotgun changes. So why don't you, why don't you start us off, Kenneth? Tell us, like, first off, I want to hear, what do you think about the thermal scope? how it fits in the game, and then also how you feel about the shotgun change. Well, I don't really think the thermal scope is too OP. I think the lower mag size and the, like, far by slower fire rate really makes up for it, you know. Uh, against good players, you'll probably only be able to get off one single shot by the time they put up a wall. So right. in that aspect, it's not that useful. Uh, bolty, hitting, that, hitting a bolty shot over scope is far better, in my opinion. I think the, the thermal, I guess the only real use that you could use at all times would be to scout enemies through walls etc which i guess i mean i don't think that aspect's too op right you find a legendary gun you want to make some use out of it right uh, when it comes to the shotgun changes i think it was unnecessary i'd never really heard of anyone complaining about shotguns not uh, shotguns doing too much damage maybe the pump but i personally believe you know the, the pump wasn't too bad it was a skill-based one one hit Maybe the maximum damage could have been lowered a bit from like 232 to maybe just 200. So it would have made it even harder. But completely re- removing the one pump from the game was, I think, unnecessary. Uh, you know, players want to, if uh, a 10 HP player who just got done with fighting four guys gets rolled up by another a fifth guy that has 200 HP, for example, but he, he's just popped two minis. Now he's at 60 HP. He wants the opportunity to be able to kill that guy by aiming, by outskilling him. But with right. the removal of the one pump, that's not so much as possible anymore. It's a lot more difficult. And the tack shotgun, dude, that thing feels like a marshmallow to me now. When I'm using that tack shotgun, it's like I'm having a pillow fight with, with the enemies. You know? yeah. I'm just doing sevens, sevens, sevens. Yeah. Uh, I hit somebody for a 14 headshot yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. what? Kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think instead of lowering the headshot multiplier and increasing the base damage for the shotguns, they could have lowered the base damage but kept the headshot multiplier. So this way, you were you would be rewarded more for headshotting enemies and mm. not so much for hitting his leg, for example. Right. And players were already uh, complaining about the inconsistency of shotguns, so it, it was pretty unexpected that they had the shotgun change. Uh, shotguns have bloom on them as well, like uh, ARs, making them inconsistent. A lot of concerns about the pro players is the bloom itself they want to see a set pattern for the shotguns which i I hope epic is working on it right you know it's i don't think it's healthy for shotguns to have bloom 
And other than that, I don't really mind the meta change. I personally started using a pump and a tactical SMG or even a silenced SMG over double shotties <clears throat> or a single shotty. Uh, you know, it's, it's a nice refreshing meta change. And it's, it's whatever. It's unnecessary nerf, but you can adapt and, you know, live with it. So, so say that real quick for everybody again, the, what you guys are calling the new meta change. And that is using what instead of two shotguns or pump tactical. What is what is most of the pros going to right now? Well, I think most of the pros are still finding out their own metas. I personally have swapped to a pump and attack SMG, which I think no one does yet. Like people aren't preferring it. Other than that, the the meta that everyone goes to now, like the guaranteed one, is a double heavy. Everyone uses that now. It's just heavies are so rare. You don't really count that as part of the meta change. Like you don't compare your pump SMG loadout to your double heavy because if you find a double heavy, you're going to use it anyways. Right. Uh, other than that, when it comes to, yeah, that's pretty much it, actually. Monster, what about you? Like, as far as you, how's it, how's it playing out? Obviously, same questions, thermal scope feedback yeah. and shotgun changes. Uh, so I'll, I'll start with the thermal scope. I think the thermal scope is a, in pub games, really good. In a competitive setting, unfortunately, the ADS is slow, yeah. and that's the drawback from the damage. So the normal ACOG in competitive is just so good because you can just instant aim down sight. You're pretty much guaranteed 100% just consistent output of damage. So right. the thermal scope is a fun gun to use. The, again, the, the one real good thing in comp setting is probably just to scout a base, figure out where people are, and then pursue um, the push at that point. But like Kenneth said, you get that one shot off, and then it, it's pretty much that's it. By the time you really aim down sight with that, a pro player is going to ping you like two, three times. Um, you're probably going to get tagged up a few times. So too much uh, risk for the reward it gives back. Now okay. jumping on the shotgun changes, on paper initially, it kind of was like, oh, cool, they're going to change the shotguns. All right, we're going to get a nerf down, but are they going to change the pattern? Maybe they're going to make the consistent like, like you said, they still have Bloom. Are they going to change the way damage is given out? Unfortunately, they did not. So they just took more away from what was already just not in a really balanced spot. So I think the shotgun changes were not necessary at all. And unfortunately, they didn't change the way the guns actually spray the pellets out. And yeah, it's just very, very inconsistent. For uh, meta loadouts, personally, I find myself, if I had the opportunity, I'm going to run a pump and an LMG. And no normal AR. I'll actually just run pump, LMG, uh, long range, that either uh, scope or a sniper, preferably sniper, heal, and then explode. So kind of brings back the balance of the full loadout from shotgun to long range to explode and right. still having some kind of pressure. But I think I think running like a secondary, uh, like LMG or something like that, or SMG is a lot better. It's just It just feels a little bit more consistent because if you build fast enough, you get that high ground, you have enough time to make those pump plays and then you got that nice follow-up strong um, right you know damage and it's because the shock and like it's just so inconsistent you sometimes you, you hit those big curves and sometimes you don't and even running like pump with a heavy is probably my alternative outside of that if i'm really in the mood to double shotgun that's just because the heavy shotgun has its uses like if you're up high and you eds that shotgun you can hit some nasty crits from yeah. a fair amount yeah a fair amount of uh distance away like I'm talking like five, six tiles. You're doing like 60, 70 sometimes, which, you know, feels good because you're up there. You're still safe. So right. I think, I think pump heavy is a cool combo. And outside of that, like definitely leaning more towards LMG, SMG. I'm running those in a lot of my loadouts. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the shotgun nerfs again, I think what Epic was trying to do was by nerfing shotguns, 
they're trying to nerf close co- close quarter uh, combat. I think I feel like Epic doesn't want to see too much close quarter combat in the game, and they're kind of maybe sick of it. The same with I think the previous patch or the same patch maybe they buffed shooting down structures from a distance, so there's no more damage. I like that drop like off that. on shooting down structures. So I think that was to encourage players, you know, maybe sit from afar and shoot down other people's close quarter combats, other people's buildings, which I'm personally not a fan of, you know, being shot down in my bill fight. (laughs) It's not the the best thing. But uh, I think I don't, even though they're nerfing shotguns, for example, and doing the no damage fall off, I don't think close quarter combat's ever going to go away from Fortnite just because of the building aspect. You know, even if the shotguns are just absolute doo-doo and you can do a maximum of 50 damage, the instant someone pops you with, like take a shot with the sniper, or shoots with an AR, you're going to pull up a wall. And there's nothing the enemy can now do that you've pulled up your wall. So they have to push if they want to kill you. They have to get in close. And they will eventually use whatever is best in that close quarter. It will be an AR if the shotguns are that bad. So it's it's not really, you know, it's an effort, but it's not going to work. I think think they got to be really careful as far as where they put the shotguns at because from a viewing standpoint, in a, in a in a watch spectator standpoint it's fun to see like oh he got one pumped right like that that has always been a really cool thing to see and and to watch and like oh that's a great move i think that they just need to find out how that's more consistent right like you guys said it's not necessarily the, the damage that was being done it's more of the pattern that's being output right and being able to display like hey this this is what we understand how shotguns act instead of why did i just get nine on that shot and last time mm. I got 150, right? Like that's that's where they need to focus, I think, is the consistency of the shotgun more so than yeah. the and I, I think it's also unfortunate you don't have that get out of jail free card for being able to land at one pump when someone yeah. you know kind of deserves it. Like they did it to the traps, they gave traps 150. You kind of deserve it if you you know get played into a checkmate where someone you know boxes you and then traps you or whatever. Yep. Or if there's a trap up and you kind of run into it, I think you deserve to be penalized for that. Same thing for the pump, man. If you walk into that face headshot, you just stand there, you deserve to get put down like straight up. Well, I think down. it I think it does yeah. encourage distance play in a way. Like hear me out. Like for instance, if you're pushing towards someone and you know they have the ability to one pump you if they outbuild you, then you have to approach that in different ways, right? You have to shoot your grenade launcher or shoot down the structure with your SMG or yep. pull out your AR. Like those instances can't always be, and you see it in pub games all the time. Somebody rushes you like before the shotgun changes, obviously somebody rushes you and you're like, all right, I might be half health, but I'm going to one pump this dude because he's <laughs> like an idiot, right? Yeah, like yeah. that, that happens. And like, so like, I think what you're saying is basically if you make a bad move, there should be some penalty for that. And right. the shotgun allowed that, penalty to exist before and now it's kind of taking it back i think there's uh with the the pump delay i think there's even more motive to have a one pump involved because the pump it's right you shoot it you have to wait and to pull it out there's now also a delay so it's far slower than any other shotgun i think if you actually can find the time to pull it out and spot on hit your enemy in the head you should be rewarded for that stuff you know if the enemy can't react by the time or they've been put into position or they can't do anything against you pulling out a super slow shotgun, then that means you've outplayed them and you deserve the kill. Right. No, I, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Uh, one thing that Ninja doesn't think people deserve is the Blockbuster skin. For getting, t- for getting week seven, 
he doesn't want he doesn't want people to be rewarded for kills because he's afraid of how it's affecting the game. So let's go ahead and listen to his explanation, okay. and then we can talk about it uh, on the on the blockbuster challenge. I'm not the biggest fan of the blockbuster challenge, like the weekly challenges, giving you a skin once you have enough. All right, and let me explain why. Because I feel like it is one million percent affecting how these games are going. Like there's 17 players left, you know. And now, and now, like, at, like once the once the week, like I, I felt like it didn't affect the game too much until week seven, right? The week seven update where. Oh, now that you complete this one, then everyone gets the skin. I feel like 90% of the lobbies that I'm in are, you know, everyone just spamming risky reels and trying to get the chest or spam and then dying. I don't like that at all, man. Like 15 guys left. Look at this circle, dude. It just closed. There's 15 players left. I have three kills. Like, I love the idea of challenges being worth it. But I feel like, like maybe week seven in the future, they just don't do kills or they don't do chests. And they just do like discovery things so people can just go in, get the stuff, and, and then they get it, right? So like the week one through six, those are the hard ones. The week seven is like, I, I don't know, easy, I guess. So, I mean, how do you guys feel about this? For me, I, I, I've been catching up myself as far as my challenges go. Shout out to everybody in the community, uh, Lucas and, and, uh, and Kyle and Brad for helping me get caught up. But I, I, I just got caught up, and yeah, I was one of these guys that's landing at Risky. Although, I will admit, I'm taking out most people there most of the time. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm one of those guys, and uh, landing there, and, and, and you do see, I, I can say that I do agree in the fact of a lot of these matches are getting played quicker and quicker, and we've seen this pattern start really since Tilted came out. And then with challenges introduced, it's become even more of a problem, I think. It starts to die down towards the end of the week, every week, and then it, and then it, you know, starts right back over once the new challenges come out. We have these kill in this area, get chest in this area challenges. How do you guys think that 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 is affecting the game from your perspective? And do you agree with him that week seven especially should not have this chest or kill, go find here kind of situation? Uh, Monster, if you want to start us off, yeah, I definitely think the um, challenge thing disrupts the flow of the game it makes it super unnatural people are you know hot zoning certain areas which i get like wouldn't otherwise go which is cool like i like the idea of like hell yeah you know like risky area is kind of hot right now you get to you know get a fresh breath of air but when the entire server is doing it yeah you're right it's just like what is going on man like there is no one in the game and then when you're done you want to now you know go back to salty or go back to tilt it and there's just no action so i agree right. maybe we need a little bit of variety to where everyone gets a different type of weekly so maybe you got the risky i got the lonely launch and someone's got the tilted right so you know there's a healthy mix of players I like scattered that. I like in the map. That. Yeah. Because ultimately Epic is doing this so that people mix up the game and play in places. We've seen it with the Haunted Hills week. I really was pissed off. It was so hard to get the uh you know the chest at Haunted. You had like in every game mode from, you know, solos to squads, people just dropping Haunted and this it's just, you know, not the greatest POI for like tw 20 players. And yeah. It was a rough few days to try and get your weekly done. So, I think we have to uh mix it up. I totally get what uh, Ninja's saying now. At first I was like, "Wait, what what is he talking about?" But yeah, the, the variety to like maybe not, you know, hold a kill to it. Yeah, like other discovery kind right. of stuff. You know, those are pretty cool. Um, I like the whole like consumable stream stuff where it allows you to, you know, spread your way out the map. 
things like that are better. Maybe they just need that variety mix up for different players. Maybe regions just, you know, mix it up. So that's a, that's a really good idea actually, because you could still do just, just randomize it. You right. could still do the battle, the battle stars, right. You could still award the same picture for everybody, but like, as far as like the, where their chest locations are, where their kills locations are, what type of gun kills it is for that yeah. could be, could be randomized. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth, I mean, obviously there's a lot of pros that don't even get their challenges. That's not even their focus. Obviously you're a streamer. So uh, you, you, you look at those things, you know, from the entertainment spe- perspective of it, but uh, do you hear any people on the server, like on your Discord, that are like, I don't even care about the challenges. Like, I don't worry about it. Is this is this a an issue amongst the pros at all? Uh, the the not caring part for sure. There are people who don't really care. They just want to play the game. They maybe buy the tier one hundred and don't touch it again. For Blockbuster, right. they don't care to have it immediately. They just want to have it in their locker. So maybe they'll go back and do it like at the end of the season, you know, right. so, so it's easier and chiller. They might also care about their stats. I know some few people still care about their stats. And so they don't want to ruin those and, you know, drop in hot locations like risky. And other than that, I, I think I don't think challenges affect us too much other than the flow of the game, like Ninja was saying. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, the, the last week especially, the flow has been horrible. So many games where you just get done clearing your city and then there's 15 people left in the game. Right. or less yeah yeah or less and you run around for 15 to 20 minutes until end game or you you, you farm for 15 to 15 minutes about right. i think another reason causing this though is because of all the new pois epic's been adding it's not just the challenges epic is i, I understand it's for diversity you know to, to give people new areas to explore but adding so many pois really messes with the game and it, it splits around the map it splits people on the map too much. I feel so like. you're you're not a fan of having all the all the POI. You liked it when it was less areas of interest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my personal best record is a 32 kill game. However, ever since Tilted's been added, that's uh, not Tilted, right? Tilted was fine, but adding Risky, for example, or all those other POIs, and along with the challenges, it's been impossible to grab another 30 kill game for me. And it's just been absolutely running around the whole game looking for people and not yeah a- what about what do you mean sir how do you feel do you like you like all those pois or you feel the same way um, i mean I, I i like the pois because i like the idea of the game looking fresh but i mean kenneth is not wrong when he says the like the flow of the game changes a lot when a new area is added and that's because there's there one they space out the loot so they they kind of hold to the thing like hey we haven't you know, made a more chest, they're just like spaced out. So you have more of those inconsistencies at times where you land in a house and it's like, bro, no chest here or something. It's because the new POI is kind of taken. It's like a give or take. And the idea is to, you know, make people want to land in different places. But what that does is you'll put like three up there, two down here, one over there. And these guys eliminate each other where before it was just like, oh, six right here. And if you're quick on the draw, you get that gun, you can just flow through every building. You come out of that place hot like big yeah. on you know, eliminations and stuff to then roll on and yeah like like because of new pois people are spaced out people are playing differently more people probably die into the storm because of that and yeah it's it definitely changes things so i know one of the talks obviously is is not divvying up the community as far as a ton of different playlists go i think we we have a good amount right now you have like six playlists you can go to I like but it. do you guys do you guys ever see in going on the the idea of the map do you guys ever see like maybe some of the things taken out of the current map 
to accommodate more of the competitive scene. So you have like a turny map compared to your regular, you know, map that we see right now. Maybe some removing some POIs to condense this area, maybe uh, removing you know, hop rocks or whatever it is, right, to get across the map, not having certain items. I know having custom games will be able to hopefully go in and say, hey, we don't want shopping carts. Hey, we do. Hey, we, we, we don't want, you know, this, that, or the other. Um, from, from you guys' standpoint, like, would having a map that had less POIs that was like, maybe we call it the pro map, right, or whatever, or turning map, like, would that be, is that something that would interest you at all, Kenneth? Like, to have that? Um, for pro play, it's not so much the POIs that concern me, because the POIs concern me in pubs and finding players and having to flow of the game change, but pro play, it's always going to be passive, where the POIs don't really affect it, in my opinion. However, my concern is the high grounds. The left side of the map has so much high ground advantage. There's multiple, like, mountains, and right. when, especially trying to take mountains against other pro teams, it, it it's an it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, it's basically impossible. And the the bad part about this is, it's RNG based, right? If a team that landed on the left side happened to get lucky and have zone on them, you know they could eat early set up on that mountain, and RNG basically just got them the game, because those mountains are so impossible to recover from if you're at the bottom and you drop at the other side of the the map. I think those mountains need to be cut down on, right? They that they got to trim them or remove a couple of them. There should have be- a couple of meteors hit them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I personally, I enjoy the meteor week. I thought scrims were fun. Dudes are just, yeah, it was, it was a nice shakeup. I actually love the meteor week as I well. I thought it was cool. There was so much less turtling, so much less med kit. Yeah. Cause, Cause you're, you're boxed up and then just bam, that, that fort was down. The players just- from above coming down, like it was chaos, but it was like a good chaos. And yeah. It was RNG, but like, if you know how to fight, like it was enticing the action. So that was a that was a fun competitive week for me. I don't think I saw any what do you call it campfire endings. Uh, yeah, there weren't any. There really weren't any. There shouldn't be like I was saying. There shouldn't be any mountains the size of the ones that are currently there. There should be hills at best because yeah. those yeah. are just too much RNG based you know advantages. I feel and hop rocks. I think hop rocks nada should not be in the game. So we just, they ruined the flow of a push and everything. I feel yeah. Yeah, I actually heard Ninja talking about it and a couple of other guys he was playing with talking about it. I think Dr. Lubo was playing with him. And they talked about like if if someone's running at them with a the hop rock, like one of the best strategies is just turtle up until the hop rock's dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't even don't even fight it. Like, wanna, yeah, it's, it's it's a little too strong. You just hop yeah, up, take some yeah, around. You don't even worry about it. Um I, I gotta ask you this before we move to our last topic, and that is uh, one of Monster's things he's been pushing is the structure's deteriorating in storm. How do you, I want to hear, how do you feel about that? And Monster, if you want to give a little more explanation. But. Yeah, so I, I personally think like in end zone storms should start to slowly uh, break structures around the edges. And that's just because like some teams literally just, you know, six, make a, make a crazy wide metal base from the middle of, you know, you know, nowhere out into the zone. They just sit up in the air. I think uh, the storm should either do one of two things. either start breaking structure. So to force people to kind of fight or um, have a, a high zone structure or maybe a zone, a low zone structure and kind of force people to move up or down. Um, that way, you know, it's not just a campfire fest. So you can't sit at the top and send one person out and instead that top zone is coming down as well maybe just work it a little bit differently for end game personally um because it, it's hard to end this turtle meadow i mean we got the potential for the new uh 
like the Nova gas kind of stink bomb thing going. So who knows what that can do, but there's definitely something's got to change to kind of mix things up for end game for sure. I think something definitely needs to be done. Uh, Breaking structures in the end game storms definitely would help with people just sitting up top uh, and just out healing enemies. But I don't think it would be the only thing. Like, I don't, I don't think that enough would be, that alone would be enough to fix it. You'd need stuff like uh, storm extinguishing campfires, not being able to medkit the storm, maybe. Yeah. Um, there's, I have also a, a couple other suggestions, but they're like really whack. And I don't know how, okay, epic. We like be. whack ideas, bro. Share them <laughs> up. We, we like whack ideas. So one of them is, Right now, right now in the current battle royale thing, you have a zone, it gets smaller and smaller until it completely closes. But my idea for fixing this meta was instead of having the zone completely close, after it's gotten to a certain small size, it would start moving to a different location. So instead of having all the enemies, like it would slowly start shifting to a different location. So instead of have, having all the enemies just in one single spot above each other, they would now need to start fighting each other to get to that new location. And it would be completely not worth it to even sit there and medkit because the enemy could just move to the new location and not take any damage. So that would get rid of the, the medkit aspect. And, uh, you know, it, it, people wouldn't be medkit anymore. They'd, they'd, be, they'd have to fight to get the new, the new right. zone spot now. Stay in the, so yeah, stay I think in. that's pretty cool, actually. Like, if the circle went from tight and then it just opens wide and says, all right, you got to go left corner map, who's going to make that push first? That'll reinitiate a, definitely reinitiate a fight and then that's a fight not- against the storm, too. I understand that, but that's not so much what I mean. I mean, like, this the size doesn't change. It just slowly starts. Oh, it's moving. like left, right, or? It just it starts moving. Starts like, the safe like zone just starts moving, like. Yeah. And you got to stay no. with it, essentially. Exactly. I think that would Dynamic, like, dynamic end zone. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's pretty entertaining as well. I mean, I think oh, yeah. this is all possible, dude. Epic, start coding it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, tons of different things, and the, uh, they'll, they'll take a look at it. I'm with you. I think that's a great, like, campfires in a storm. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever started trying to start a campfire in, in rain, but it doesn't work too well. And not that anything in this game is realistic, but I'm just saying I'm with you. Maybe, you know, the fact that it extinguishes uh, in the storm, or maybe faster, right? Maybe it only lasts, uh, you know, 10 seconds, right, instead. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I don't know. I think that's actually probably a quick fix that they can make um as far as that goes i don't code but yeah sounds quick hey epic you know just throw it in there it's quick um the last thing i want to talk about uh this was uh, my topic of the week and uh this might not kenneth you might have no interest in this but i have to hear from monster because i was extremely frustrated with this and this is a big thing on reddit it was it was crazy for a couple days and that is the sony lockout the account issue on the switch and the crossplay like everybody's playing as a team here. And I got to say my 10 cents because I am a PS4 player. I made the switch from Xbox One to PS4 because when Microsoft showed Xbox One, they showed 35 minutes of video, like TV and all this nonsense. And then they showed 10 minutes of games. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally walked out my house that day, sold my 360, bought a PS3, played Last of Us. And I was like, never going back to Microsoft. Now I'm like, <laughs> mother. I'm going back to Microsoft next time because Sony is screwing me. Like I, I am so I this is this is like super passionate for me, if you can't tell, because I I, I don't understand how everybody else can be like oh, we're playing as a team, including Nintendo, right. bro. Like, cool and, like 
Like out of all of these, I could understand if Nintendo was the the black sheep, right? Because they've always been kind of different than everybody else. But no, they're like, oh, we'll play with Microsoft. We'll play with PC. We'll play with mobile just fine. We don't care. And all of a sudden, Sony's like, nah. Like Sony, you are the largest console platform in the world. Like, what are you doing? Like, you do not make sense to me at all. Uh, And the fact that I signed on and literally the message at the bottom read like, you know, Epic cannot help you with this either. This is because your account yeah. was tied. Um, and-, uh, and to jump on to that, you know, I've recently purchased a Switch for, you know, other yeah. games. And I, I just made a new account because I couldn't afford to, like, log out of the PlayStation 1. And you know what I mean? Um, you so you I just, can't. Even if oh, you, you log couldn't out of- at all? Oh, even yeah, if I yeah. want to? Yeah. No, so-, so even it, once you sign in, once your, once your gamer tag is tied to a PS4 at all. So, Kenneth, oh, so don't, that, ever, don't ever <laughs> jump on PS4 to get any free thing at all. Because if you do, you are screwed yeah. for life. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because you basically can't sign on another console. You can still sign on PC and you can still sign on mobile, but you can't sign on to Xbox or Nintendo. And I'm like, maybe, maybe they just have winning some really cool exclusives coming to Nintendo. But, but here's a, you know, and they don't want people like getting that PlayStation Plus. But here's the thing. Game. If there's exclusive skins on any console, just lock them out. Like, don't right. let me use them on another platform. I'm totally cool with that. But like, I mean, Microsoft came out and tweeted, hey, we're ready to play together. Yep. Nintendo did the same thing. And Sony's like middle finger. Like yeah. they literally do that. But that's what they've done. And it's really frustrating as a gamer, right? Sitting here when I think Fortnite is doing the best it can do as far as pushing this forward as far as crossplay. Because although you guys play on PC, right? Like I think being able to play with your friends that maybe aren't aren't as great at PC play. I mean, take Nick Merckx. I mean, I got I got a 10 kill on uh, the Switch. I think the Switch feels so good. Like it feels like you're holding a console control. You yeah. can build fast. Like I got into build fight and all that on the Switch. It was no lag. <laughs> it was it was so, really good. Like really. I mean, good. Nick Nick has kind of shown as far as console players can play pretty well, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he he he's at least proven the point that like we can compete on some level with PC players. And I think Fortnite is the first game to say like, hey, we're not going to be a platform specific pro game right like every everybody that's come out that i've ever been involved in it's like even you you look at uh rainbow six siege okay it started out as a xbox and a uh and a pc game now it's solely pc pc competitive only pc only right and everything and that's usually what things turn into and good for you guys because you're pc players but really (laughs) sucky for those kids at home that like have really played a lot of hours done a lot of good and like they just never got into pc gaming so learning keyboard mouse is maybe out of their comfort zone or it's something they can't afford to do, right? No. And so here they are, like, I still want to be able to compete. And now with Fortnite, you can. But Sony's like, yeah, if you want to play on your Switch, screw yourself. Like, yep. I, I, I don't know. I had to go on my little rant, forgive me. But <laughs> I am very angry. And I hope that Reddit does its job that it always does and keeps bringing it to the surface so that Sony has to do something. With that said, I want to go ahead and jump into our last sections. The tips and tricks. You ask, do we have tips? Of course. And do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So listen up. All right, so, Kenneth, I want you to share this little trick. I obviously, like I said, been watching your stream a little bit. You surfed Reddit for a few days because you didn't have the internet, and you came across something that you are now, like, you know, bringing it out to everybody because you want it to be fixed. But also... It's a pretty cool little 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 uh, uh, peak trick that you got. So why don't you share that with everybody for us today? Uh, yeah. First of all, I want to point out that I did not invent it. 
but I also don't know who invented it, and I don't want people crediting me or anything, but it's uh, basically a trick that allows you to easily crouch peek perfectly. You can basically crouch peek on full automatic and makes it super enemy, super difficult for enemies to hit you. Which This is unfair, shouldn't be in the game, but it is, and you can't get banned for it at the minute. So I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to raise awareness for it so it gets fixed, but Basically, by binding your uh, your crouch to F1, no, no, your space, your your jump to F1, your shoot to F2, and your your uh, crouch to F3, you can hit those buttons in order with your fingers to crouch peak almost perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's an it's insane. Definitely shouldn't be in the game, in my opinion. I I made a video on how to do it on the, my YouTube yesterday night. I believe. Yeah, so go check that out, guys, on his YouTube. I mean. What tell us why you don't think it should be in the game? Obviously, you can configure, you know, they've talked about even allowing people to configure their controllers however they want to. You can already do whatever you want to with your keyboard and mouse, right? You can literally program it any way you want. Why is this all of a sudden what you would call like an exploit per se? Because it's so busted and has no counter, like no proper counterplay to it other than having to a, shooting a preemptive shot and, and hoping it will hit, right? It's one of those mechanics, it's like having a league item, right? An item League of Legends that's you get it, you win sort of thing. Right. It's, it's OP. There's no counterplay to it. I think Fortnite's all about having counterplay, right? You get cucked by a zone, you can build to have some counterplay. And it's definitely not a skill-based trick. So it's right. not really rewarding for skill unless you do it the natural way. I, I hope the natural way stays. But that's skill based. It's right. yeah. far more. Maybe maybe, maybe they just changed like uh, space can't be double binded and like maybe crouch can't be you know double binded or something like that. Yeah, it's just it's right now you, you can double bind everything, so you can make those weird combos to where like you know like you said like it's really easy to kind of you know, abuse. Exactly. Yeah. You have a little extra key bind setup. Huh. Well, there we go. I think I think it would suck if they um, just like took the crouch freak out because the crouch freak is kind of cool. Like it's fun. It's a way to kind of, you know, trade shots without really exposing yourself too much. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, here we are, Epic. We're bringing out the, the, the exploits and we're giving you the answers right here on my <laughs> podcast all yeah. together. Well, uh, guys, as always, thank you so much for, for joining the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening, tuning in, whether you're on Dash Radio or iTunes, Podbean, wherever you are, YouTube. Uh, thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I uh, hope you enjoyed having Kenneth on. Uh, obviously, shout out to you, Kenneth. Thank you so much, man, for taking the time to come hang out with us, uh, to be here with us, and to share a little about your journey and uh, a little about your opinion and, and your, 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 your little tips and tricks as well. Thank you so much for that. Why don't you share with everybody real quick where they can find you throughout the week uh, and all your social media channels? Uh, most of the time, I'm active on Twitch and Twitter. My Twitch is twitch.tv slash 100t underscore Kenneth. And my Twitter is at uh, 100t underscore Kenneth as well. And I recently, just like two days ago, started up a YouTube channel. Which is, uh, the URL should be youtube.com slash c slash KennethFN. And those are the only current social medias I use. I also have an Instagram, 100t underscore Kenneth. I haven't uploaded anything to it yet. But uh, yeah. Cool. Well, guys, go go check out those channels. Definitely follow. Like he said, it's 100T, like the numbers, 100, letter T, underscore Kenneth. And it's only one N. It's K-E-N-I-T-H. 
But guys, definitely go check him out. Follow him over there. Go see his gameplay. The man is amazing. Uh, obviously, he's not on 100T just because they liked how his hair was, okay? And his beautiful long hair. He, they had him there because he's a player and he knows what he's doing. So guys, go check him out for sure. Uh, make sure you shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us uh, some comments on Podbean. Always shoot your complaints over to the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com. Monster, tell everybody where they can find you throughout the week real quick. Yep, you guys can definitely find me at MonsterDFace, M-O-N-S-T-E-R-D-F-A-C-E. Preferably, obviously, YouTube. My content's always there, daily uploads, all that kind of good stuff. You want to keep up with the news, such as you bomb being released soon, so if you guys haven't heard about it, check it out. And same thing on Twitter, at MonsterDFace, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Big shout-out to Kenneth. Thanks for coming on. And, yeah. Absolutely. Guys, follow us on Twitter, at Fortnite Podcast. Myself, too loud tx t-w-o-l-o-u-d-t-x monster like he said m-o-n-s-t-e-r-d face f-a-c-e and kenneth at 100 t underscore kenneth k-e-n-i-t-h guys as always and until next time dance out those kills and boast in those victory royale.